This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Magpies Unrestricted. Magpies Unrestricted, where we'll be talking all things Newcastle United. I'm your host, Chris Simpson, and joining me, as always, is Cara Thistlethwaite. Hello. And we're joining you after a couple of results now, listeners. In the mid, we got a little quiet week since Newcastle are no longer involved in the FA Cup. So we, we've come at you a bit later this week, because it just made sense with the way the fixtures fell. And yeah, Newcastle taking a 1-0 lead in the Carabao Cup semi-final against Southampton. We've got one foot in the in the final literally but. one foot but you're playing a bit of the Macarena with it to be honest <laughs> uh, and obviously at the weekend we of course uh, drew nil nil at Crystal Palace we'll, we'll talk about that one uh, shortly but we'll, we'll 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 focus on the Southampton one first and yeah obviously yeah great result for us in terms of yeah taking that vital lead in the first leg one um, nil I say away goals don't count so it doesn't. You know, it's it's only one nil. It's the tie is far from over. It's not like the Man United Forest one where it's three nil to Man United. I can't see anything other than Man United getting through there. So we're not. I can see that <laughs> glorious future, and I pray for it. <laughs> <laughs> we can all live in hope. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, realistically, that's you know, it's going to be Man United in the final. We need to now take them back to St James's Park and make sure that we. You know, get the job done. We've got a one nil lead, but yeah, ninety minutes still to be played. But yeah, you know, it, I mean, it was only one nil, but not a bad game. B- a bit of incident uh, throughout, really. I mean, Joe Winton and Adam Armstrong both having the goals ruled out for. I've written offside. It was handball, so that is a <laughs> that's a mistake on my part in the in the running order, listeners. Uh, a little peek behind the curtain. And yeah, I mean, look, we. The handball now just seems so sort of like pointless and complicated, and I feel like it was a bit of a muchness of a muchness. I feel like if it's inconclusive, no matter how it's been called, the goal should stand. Yeah, I people will probably argue that that's probably you know because I want Newcastle to win, but. I mean, if you can't tell on a slow motion frame by frame camera then you can't tell by the human eye and therefore I feel that it, it should it should in all fairness probably have been a goal now it looked like it bounced off his hip or it looked like it bounced off his thigh on one thing it looked like it maybe bounced off his arm but his arm wasn't really out there in the middle of nowhere so I, I don't know take it as you want but obviously if you're listening to this you probably actually do give a damn about Newcastle so my assumption is you're going to join with me so whoop whoop well but, I mean I'll um... be honest I, th- I think probably both goals should have stood I mean maybe by the letter of the handball or as it is now which is stupid maybe the, maybe they were both correctly disallowed and I certainly think if you're going to disallow Joel Winton's then I think it'd be re- it would have been very harsh on Newcastle to allow Southampton's goal to stand yeah I, I think uh, but... I think maybe that one the fact that that didn't stand was Potentially I mean, influenced by the fact that Jolington's also did yeah, not stand. And again, it wasn't intentional in any way. I think the fact that 
Armstrong as it actually appeared to go in off his arm as opposed to Jointon where it was a oh did it kind of hit his arm before he kicked it in kind mm. of again I, I think really probably both of them should have stood neither of them did so you know swings and roundabouts I suppose uh, you know with, with away goals not counting and yeah we had a bit of a Jointon uh, a bonanza <laughs> yeah obviously yeah scores scores the goal that gets ruled out then I mean, let's face it. I mean, we're, we're no strangers to this, but even by Jordan's standards, a huge miss, six yards out, and he just wildly sort of flails at it, and it goes, you know, high and wide. Yeah, we've seen this before, and I don't know. Maybe it is lack of confidence, but I don't think he's been lacking in confidence anywhere else on the pitch. So you would assume this is something that he is pretty certain he can do, and it was just, you say, an absolute. It was like a child hacking at it from nowhere. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it wasn't great. I mean, yes, he did make amends, but it was some great work by Isaac on the right wing. And, and he really did show the desire to, to meet that ball. He did come charging yeah. out of nowhere to head it in. Again, though, at the pace that he was moving, I can't even imagine an angle that he'd hit that ball that it wouldn't go in. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know, maybe a bit of luck on his part there. But... But yeah, no, this isn't he, the. He, it's he, not the first time, and I think he no. really needs to sort this out because I don't know what it is at the new what it is at the moment. But Newcastle just don't have the cutting edge, and it isn't a lack of Wilson because he has been there at times when this cutting edge hasn't been present. You can't put it all on one individual anyway. That isn't fair. It is an eleven-man squad. No, absolutely. Um, I mean, in terms of just just to deal with Joelinton. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing with him is I think I think we've he just he just doesn't have that killer instinct in front of goal. I mean, again, as you just pointed out, he then made amends, scoring um, again with you know another tap in from um, after that you know brilliant work from from Isaac. But yeah, I think and look every every player even you know I'm sure if you look through Messi and Ronaldo's careers, I'm sure there's the odd. You know, spectacular miss that you would put your house on them to, to put away. But I think with Jordan, I think he just doesn't have that. It's one too many, isn't know. it, for that to yeah. be an excuse? Um, but again, at least he then made it right with the second one. Well, it would have been better if he'd have stuck both away. And to be <laughs> fair, he had also scored the one that was ruled out. So, you know, I, I don't want to be too harsh on him. But yes, as we'll get to in terms of the whole team, it's, yeah, it's a bit of a hot problem across the board at the moment. Um, which we'll we'll get to, especially when we talk about uh, the Palace game in in a minute, um, and then yeah, more incident actually late on with Coetessar getting sent off for that second yellow card uh, late on. Yeah, you know, um, I don't think he can have too many complaints. He he, he did. He was pretty cynical taking out um, Alan Sam Maximan again. He's going to do that. Sam Maximan was running at him. He was going backwards. You know he's going to unfortunately have to take the foul, and then because he was on a booking, he went obviously shoved um, Bruno in the aftermath as well. Yeah, I think that was the nail in the coffin. To be honest, as you say, Sam Maximum always invites a foul every single time he's on the ball. Um, I think the shove completely unnecessary. I get it; it had been a very tense match, and I actually think Southampton played very well. But like Newcastle, they they had no real cutting edge beyond the halfway line so I could understand the frustration but I mean come on you're a professional player dial it back a little bit don't be an, don't be an idiot which you clearly were and get a second yellow card and uh, 
I mean, it will be served this weekend, so he will be back for the second leg, but... Which will be interesting, given what Jacob Murphy was uh, getting up Jacob to. Jacob Murphy's cheekily. also an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> waving him off the pitch. I think uh, I think if Murphy plays next week, I think he might be on the end of a a robust challenge from Coletta Sarchal, you say, because that was... Because it was deserved. It was, yeah, it was a bit... But it, yeah, he was a bit naughty as well. I mean, not, I'm not saying I didn't appreciate it, but as I say, he might get a bit of a kick in next week, which will be which will be interesting. Um, which we all look forward to with great pleasure. <laughs> but yeah, we've just got to, as I say, we've just got to make sure that we get the job done at St James's Park next Wednesday because we know that we can. And yeah, obviously we've got that advantage, but at only one nil, you know. It's still all to play for. It's and, still, and, it is absolutely all to play for. It's, we've we've hardly put it to bed. If we can get an early goal, that might do it. But the way that Southampton played, I'm not... I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. There were moments where Newcastle missed almost sitters. But I, I thought Newcastle didn't exactly deaden the game. I thought Southampton did look threatening. And they did have a fair bit of possession, considering... And now they've got nothing to lose. Yeah, it it could go one of two ways. I think it, whatever way it's going to go, it'll be a very interesting watch. And a nail-biting one for, for both sets of supporters. So, yeah, I'd definitely delve that into your uh, calendar and, and, and get watching, guys. And well, yeah, It could be fireworks. It's, it's I'm going to say that now, and it's going to be the worst <laughs> bloody game anyone's ever watched. I mean, to be honest, neither, fan, neither set of fans, as long as their team gets through, is going to mind. But yes, um, obviously, yeah, getting to that final is going to be huge for whichever team makes it you know um, the chance of a trophy is not something that comes along too often even for you know teams in the Premier League who aren't in the big six and yeah it's going to be absolutely invaluable Um, and yeah as I say yeah advantage us but you know it's it's very very slim at the moment so no guarantees we've got to make sure that we turn up and get the job done Um. And yeah, as I say, we came into that game after the nil-nil draw at Palace. Oh. Bruno, I mean, well, obviously we just mentioned him there. Obviously, he was back in the starting lineup as he as he was against Southampton, which was obviously very good news for us because honestly, after that ankle injury, yeah. But honestly, I didn't I didn't even realise he was playing. He had that little impact for the for the first section. I mean, we we controlled the game and we had. You know, quite a lot of chances, but yeah, it was as we've talked about. Just Newcastle at the moment, the goals have really kind of dried up a bit, haven't they? You know, lots of players having chances and just lack of cutting edge. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe the other teams have realised how Newcastle are playing and and reacted to that. But to to keep in the position that, that Newcastle are at the moment in the table, you need to be getting these one 0 wins. You know. A scrappy game, but but coming away with something at the end. And I'm not saying that I I am worried for Newcastle because I'm not. You're going to finish in the top half easily, probably the top six. Um, but I think you deserve to be in the top four. But it is tight this season, and there's lots of teams coming back at it. And you know, United is actually starting to play like a team. Never mind anything else, but an actual team. Um, yeah, it's, it's just it's it's going to be a difficult one, and I'm worried that, that that Newcastle might let this slip if they can't get a goal over the line um, in these tight in these tight games. 
because it, it, it's going to come down to the wire I think for the for this top four place and and Newcastle deserve it and, and I, I can see it potentially slipping away and, and that, that's good that's got to be gutting yeah I mean as you say you know it's it's one goal in four Premier League games now I mean obviously the saving grace is we're so good defensively the the only draw with Palace was our sixth Premier League clean sheet in a row obviously we got a clean sheet against Southampton as well because oh, Nick Pope's been an absolute beast yeah I mean well I mean he didn't have a lot to do against Palace but the one thing he did do which was that let's face it absolutely stunning save from Jean-Philippe Mateta honestly save of the season contender just that just his incredible reactions and I think he was in front of Gareth Southgate as well so that'll certainly hmm. won't do his England uh, chances any harm but um, yeah as, as you say if we're going to certainly hold on to a top four spot we need to start getting them in again at the other end because you know Almiron's goals have dried up uh, Wilson obviously has been struggling post World Cup. I think he's only scored once mm. since he got back from the Isaac World Cup. Isaac doesn't have the, the cutting edge at the moment, but no. that's probably just due to lack of playing because he's been out for months. Yeah, and to be fair, I know he wasn't wasn't a goal, but it was a great assist from him against. Um, oh, he played well. Yeah, no, he you know. definitely played well, and, and, I, and I could only hope that him, you know, starting a lot more will will, will bring these in. But, but at the moment, you know, we're coasting on a prayer. Um, so, hmm. but yeah, I, I think it. I think it was more oh certainly with the Palace game, I think it was more a Newcastle issue than a what were Palace doing defensively issue because you know, yeah. Joe Winton, Callum Wilson, Isaac, Dan Byrne, Almiron, all of them had chances and they just either shot straight at the Palace keeper or just missed the target entirely. So I think I think literally if just any one of them had had their shooting boots on on that day, Callum Wilson especially, um mm. I think I think we would have got that that one goal that we needed um, but yeah it's it's something that we need to sort you know pretty quickly because as you say it's all well and good if we're keeping clean sheets obviously we're incredible at the back but you need to at least be able to get one at the other end if you're actually going to win obviously I know I sound a bit like Mark Lawrence in there just stating the, the absolute obvious but you know it's, it's true so we're going to have to sort that I mean Actually, well, on, on a related note, um, we're not going to be turning to Chris Wood for goals anymore. Not that he. I mean, yeah, many. because because we're him. all so dependent on him. Uh, but of course, he's he's headed to Nottingham Forest on loan, and if certain conditions are met, which I assume is a certain number of appearances or a certain number of goals, then they're going to be obliged to make that a permanent fifteen million pound move in the summer. Uh, obviously, we paid twenty five million for him a year ago, but. Only five goals in thirty-nine appearances. Fifteen back is probably the best we're going to get because obviously it was a slight panic buy, you know, this time last season, uh, given the situation we were in. So you know, I think we we knew that we'd paid over the odds for him. So the fact that it, it's one player out of all the ones that, that, that Newcastle have bought in, it's not it's not too bad. Um, I say if you, if you, if you get a loss of ten mil, you know, again is it's not the end of the world what you can hope is potentially that he does really well and then you can always call him back but yeah I don't think that's going to happen bless him but yeah and I say it, a lot could I say it could depend on what these conditions are I, I, I think I, I think he's not I don't think he's even if he does well I suspect um, that's only going to make Forrest want him even more anyway on a exactly. on a permanent so I think his Newcastle career is well and truly over I suspect now but again Yes, five goals in thirty-nine. I mean, even by his standards, like you know, he's not incredibly prolific. But he used to get 
you know, 12, 13 ish plus, you know, a season for Burnley. I just think he, he, the, his play style but is it's, so it's, different yeah, from Wilson's and therefore so different from what Newcastle are used to. If he was going yeah. to be effective, I think he needed even longer in the squad. And, you know, Eddie Howe needed to change the way that, that, that he, he allowed Newcastle to play. And I just don't think that was the, potentially the, the, the best for him. Yeah. And look, I mean, again, only five goals, but those five goals did help us along the way. You know, a couple of vital winners last season in terms of helping us stay up. So, yeah, as I said, we would have obviously loved more from him, but, you know, all we can do is, is thank him anyway. And I say, shame didn't quite work out, but, you know, wishing well at Forest. And Eddie Howe wants us to replace him with, um, with you know, another another forward um, before the end of the window. So we'll we'll come back next week and discuss, obviously, um, you know, any transfer business that Newcastle do actually get done because we've not really done anything so far. Um, so we will see, you know, if, if there's anything to report on there. And it, obviously if we've got, you know, another forward option in the squad, I mean, it's not, I doubt it's going to be anyone like a an Isaac, you know, big money signing. But if it's anyone else who can potentially contribute goals, uh, then obviously that would be really good for us, especially given our, our current situation. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll be back to uh, report on that next week. And then just literally just last thing before we wrap up, we mentioned it the other week, but best to just follow up. Joe Winton has pleaded guilty to drink driving. Uh, of course, we mentioned, you know, he was arrested on the 12th of January. And yeah, he's pled guilty. Um, he was stopped by police uh, on yeah on the, on the 12th of January. He failed a breath test. He had 43 micrograms uh, of alcohol per 100 milliliters of breath, uh, the legal limit being 35. So of course he was over. Um, according to him, at least what he told the police that he'd had a couple of glasses of wine earlier in the evening. And yeah, he's been fined 29,000 pounds, banned for driving for 12 months. Though that uh, could be reduced to nine months uh, if he completes a re- rehabilitation course, and, and the judge did take into account his, you know, compliance with the officers, the early guilty plea, and he did believe Jolinton had shown remorse, which hopefully he has, because as we mentioned last week, don't drink drive, guys. It's <laughs> it's dangerous. It's dangerous for you. More importantly, it's dangerous for other people. Don't do it. Um, and yeah, obviously he's going to be disciplined uh, by the club as well. Again, not much more to say on that, but um, we thought it was worth following up on. Unfortunately, it can't all be good news. Um, but there you go. Has there been good news? You, you Depends on your feelings on Chris Wood, I guess. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, yeah. Um. No, um, but yeah, anyway, look, yeah, that's that's put to bed now. Um, so we can get back to focusing on the football and yeah, on what's left of the transfer window, just a few days left now. So yeah, I so say we'll, we'll see if Newcastle happen to get anyone through the door before it uh, slams shut as Sky Sports would say and yeah we've got that big big game against Southampton next week so we will be back after that obviously I think it takes place on on the Wednesday night so obviously normally we would come out on the Wednesday but again it's going to be another late pod next week so that we can uh, discuss that game and (laughs) hopefully celebrate Newcastle being in a cup final the first one for a very long time but yeah, <laughs> as I say, we've got to turn up, we've got to do the job. But yeah, we'll, we will be here one way or another to report on how Newcastle do. In the meantime, if you could please give the podcast a like and subscribe and give us a positive review, that'd be amazing. 
We've been Magpies and Restricted. I've been your host, Chris Simpson. Thanks, Cara. No problemo. And thank you, listeners. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.